Welcome to episode six. We've made it to episode six of Mutant Monday podcast, where we do a live recording with somebody who is in the Board Ape Yacht Club or the Mutant Ape Yacht Club. Um, it's designed to be a podcast where we can hear about everyone's journeys through um, literally to the point they're at now. And we've got five more episodes that are up uh, every story is totally different so i welcome everybody to go listen to those and tonight we get to hear we either whether you want to call him baron von hustle or also known as jason the ape hello hello thank you i honestly i love having so many different names on the internet that no one knows what to call me <laughs> So we are going to go right back in time. It seems like years ago, but I imagine it's only going to be May. The first time you either heard or saw anything to do with kind of NFTs on board a yacht club. So definitely not my first NFT. I've been in buying NFTs since 2017. Um, but definitely May 1st. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, I was on Twitter, as I always am, about 15, 16 hours a day. And all of a sudden, I saw all of my friends switching their profile pictures. I say friends. I've never met most of these people. Twitter Twitter people I engage with. Um, I, they become friends after a while, and we all know this. All of a sudden, I started seeing everyone's profile pictures switching to these apes, and I hit up Blockchain Mac, who is one of my uh, longtime Twitter friends and he basically kind of gave me the lowdown and was like hey they're minting right now go check them out and i just happened to have like a little bit more than a thousand dollars of ether in my pocket and i never had ether for whatever reason i just never did and i just went oh you know what i'm gonna mint four of these because these look really cool and uh that was it man that was the day that changed uh a lot and i didn't know that it was gonna happen and Luckily enough, I, I called my best friend immediately and was like, hey, you need to go mint some of these too. So he minted too. And he's, you know, he's been on a journey with me. And it's just, it's been all about bringing more people into the space since. Like, I minted four apes, but I've never sold an ape. I gave one away to my brother and I traded two away. Uh, and I still have my, uh, my original Jason the Ape. And when you um, obviously had those ones, you gave them away. Did the, the four that you had, did you immediately have the affinity? with the ape that you've got now or did you not really think about it too much you just like here's here's an nft oh no 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 i i definitely like the second i minted it the the flip brim uh it has a little cigarette i said joint in its mouth it just connected with me pink is my favorite color uh so like right away i was just like that's my ape and i've been in this mindset of when i got pre-fps uh like just looking at different art you always connect it to you so yourself somehow so I gave the cheetah one to my brother because we both had stri striped shirts on. So I thought like, oh, it's my brother ape, you know, like that kind of thing. And the ones I traded away were just I, I didn't feel as comfortable about those because the price had gone up a little bit more. But I thought, you know what? I only need one. It's a membership token. Why do I need four? Little <laughs> little did I know that at one point if I would have held on to four, I'd have like a million bucks. But, you know, you live and you learn. Isn't it crazy, though, in such a, a short period of time that that these stories kind of come out of people, some people that had like 10 or 12 and, you know, like are left with one and kind of in that stunned kind of shock mode. Well, just in this year alone, uh, I've probably given away over 25,000 NFTs 
and I did the math the other day and it's over $200,000. I've just given away to strangers on Twitter and on the internet and uh, purely out of just the love of growth of the community, but also like you don't anticipate what these values will be someday. I'm just having fun paying for things with art and giving art away to people because it's fun. Yeah. And I, I think that's it's just such an amazing thing. It, it, I've been in your spaces before when you give them out to people and some people have never even had an NFT before. And, and it's funny because what happens is, is all the people like us that know what they can be and what they can potentially do with that NFT, they're, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, thanks. But like they don't really totally get it at that point. They don't really understand it. It can be lots of things. It can be just obviously they flip it for a couple of hundred bucks or it could be like 25K. Well, it's also interesting too how people understand it because I I tried to pay one of my really good friends with a uh, very valuable fluff rabbit. It was worth probably two or three ether. He could have sold it, easily got 10,000 bucks. He did not understand that that was money that I gave him basically. So he kept asking me for money. And I was like, I could give you money up front, but this is way more valuable. You could literally sell it. And it's more than I can give you right now. But he, he just didn't digest that part. So he gave me back the fluff and I just gave him cash instead. And I was like, wow, okay. It's like some people just don't get it. But then some other people are, I've paid other people in metaverse lands where they are loyal to help me for as long as I need with creative processes because I've given, given them life-changing amounts of NFT uh I I don't know how to say it, but like NFT money, basically. Yeah, it, it is hard because they don't kind of fully understand it. So, and when you obviously at that point when you got your ape, did you have any plan for the IP of what you were going to do that you were going to potentially build a brand around him? No. So that's part of the reason why I gave away three of those apes because I did not understand the IP stuff at the beginning. If I would have understood it better, I would have held on to those a little bit tighter probably because I just thought it was a club membership token. Right. And so I, I got to be honest, like I'm not a rich person by any means. I'm trying to grind like everyone else is trying to make a better life. And I went into a spaces one day and this is when, when the prices were starting to go up for the apes 30 floor was like a brand new thing. And Chris Universe was uh, in one of my spaces and he basically was like, you're dumb for putting it up at 50 ether. Like, even though that's a lot of money, that's not what it's worth. And he explained to me IP and all how he built this out and da, 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 da. And I immediately took it down and, and just like haven't really looked back since because then I started realizing I can build out the boring show. I can build out Jason the Ape to be a bigger than life character and now I was talking about it with my partner the other day. Like I couldn't imagine anyone else owning Jason the ape. That would feel like a violation to me. You know, like that's my ape. Why I can't give that to anyone else. Funny you should say that. I actually saw a random tweet today that somebody was talking about the most phenomenal thing. He owns eight uh, Vietnam apes and he wants to open a restaurant. And he was asking the community what they thought about it. And in, in amongst those tweets was somebody who owned one of those original apes and said, this was my first ape, if you ever decide to sell it. And I, now straight away, there was the attachment. Even going back to May, someone's still got an attachment to something that is like a PFP thing of obviously something they now miss. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's interesting too, like um... – I don't, I don't know if you guys know NFTs Anonymous, Tyler, when he, he first did his, his first groundbreaking like 
sale of that that uh, that ape with the the trippy fur. I had him on the boring show and I believe he was my second guest. And I asked him, I said, how long do you think it will be till I ask you, uh, you know, how does it feel that that's sold to for a million dollars, but not for you? And he kind of chuckled and was like, well, ask me when it happens. Well, it wasn't very long, very much longer till that it did happen. I think it happened like a month ago or so. And I asked him and he just kind of sighed and looked at me and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I figured that'd be the response, but it's just one of those things where, everyone plays a part in that, in that PFP's journey. And for it to get to that million dollar sale, it had to hit that first record breaking sale, you know, and that's just part of the journey in this space. Sometimes you, you let something go and you have to just be okay with it and go, you know what, that, that was for the greater good of the NFT community and my financial experience, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it is super tough, especially because let's say some people don't actually see the bigger picture and the strategy behind the investment and that's what it is it's an investment and obviously there are some of us that obviously understand even more than we kind of want to perceive and mind-blowing of how much an investment we can make with what what we've been given and it's almost like that kind of roller coaster of when when the offers went up to the ridiculous time that they did before just before mutant drop um, I think you did as well. You have the conversation about is there a is there a price when I would potentially obviously you know trade that in? And I think you had that conversation, didn't yeah. you, at home? I had that conversation at home. I had that conversation with Brandon McManus, uh, like in person. I had that conversation with quite a few people because I was trying to put a number on like what it would cost for me not to be in this club. You know, and as as I'm having these realizations, like, I don't think there is a number I could put on it. And don't get me wrong. I sat there and I asked my, my girlfriend, and I was like, should I sell this for 60 Ether right now? Because that's a life changing amount of money to me. And we talked it through and realized that, like, the value of growing that IP, growing that brand, like, I'll tell you guys straight up, someone tried to buy the boring show already and it wasn't even enough. Uh, so like there really isn't a number someone can put on this ape for me anymore because he's my one ape and because the membership that, that it provides is such a surreal experience. Like not to say someday it could go up and down and, and hit a number that, okay, maybe it's worth it to me. Sure. I'm, I'm not going to say like, I'll hold this forever, but as of right now, I can't see anything coming close to making me come apart from it. I could see maybe like a licensing where, you know, maybe I let my ape help somebody else on their journey, but I don't, I don't see that not being always something I own. I've just contradicted myself twice in that sentence because it's hard. You're human. Like, I don't want to get rid of my ape, but also I don't want to be poor. <laughs> yeah. But I think definitely I've said to a few people, I definitely think that there's a bigger opportunity ahead for a lot of people that have blue chip IPs and it won't be selling. It will be licensing. And that will be the smart move that instead of people uh, buying and selling apes, they'll be able to license their IP to brands and have contracts in place of what they can and can't do with the property that we all own. And that, that's going to be amazing to watch because seeing something that, that, you know, you potentially, as you say, you've built up your brand to see it on packaging of something for, you know, it might be a limited run, but that'd be very cool. I mean, I'll use the Boring Stone NFT project that I just released with Reaper and, and my buddy Alon and Yanni is uh, we did put our apes on there, you know, and we used our IP to create our own NFT project. 
that that's maximizing your IP guys. I paid about $250 for my ape. I've already made that back. I don't even know a hundred thousand times back. It feels like that's I'm, I'm totally exaggerating, but you know what I mean? Like if I think about just the board, ape homies variant collection I've made and then using it to IP to create a, a separate project altogether, that's going to help up, uplift all these other people there's a ripple effect in play right now that I never understood what IP meant. So you've reminded me, we've already gone through two projects that we were going to cover. cover. So you started, so we had the, was it the YouTube channel before the homies club? Yeah. So I actually, I was uh, working at Apple computer for four or five years. They gave me a raise of a quarter uh, of 25 cents the year I sold $2 million worth of product. So I quit during that meeting. Uh, I literally just said I quit and I walked out uh, during a raise interview and I started my YouTube channel on cryptocurrency and, and I haven't looked back since, since I've been doing crypto content ever since 2016 when I quit that, that job. Was that easy to do? Did it come naturally or was it like an awkward process until it started I'm, rolling? I'm not built normal, right? Like I like <laughs> uncomfortable. I like it to be weird. Happy, I guess. Like I needed to get a job. I would just say, I have a cell phone. I have the internet connection. I have a dream. I have a vision. I'm creating something. And just finally this year, my mom told me she was proud of me on the journey I went. She goes, I can't tell you how many times I told you to get a job and how many times you said, no, I'm working for myself. But everyone just sees somebody on their phone looking down or not moving from their bedroom for 12 hours. They think, oh, this guy's depressed. You're like, no, I'm working 18 hour days trying to create something in a metaverse structure that we just can't physically see. Uh, but the opportunity is there. So. Yeah, I, I'd say but, again, I, that, that facility to have that mobile phone with what you've got and then um so you did the the youtube show and then did you do anything else alongside that or was it just just that at that point i mean i had to, i had to hustle and it was not easy youtube didn't pay anything so i was going to goodwill stores and buying whatever i could and flipping them and putting it on ebay and i got good at that because you know, just like anything, if you practice enough, you do enough research, you figure out what to do. So I was flipping jerseys and sneakers and whatever I could find, you know what I mean? And to pay 20 bucks, sell it for three, 400 bucks. And that's what was paying the bills. But in the meantime, I was still buying Cardano. I was still like, I bought a lot of Cardano at nine cents and sold it when it was above two something. And like, just, you know, helping people that way and building communities and building relationships really in the meantime of just like, like they say, like putting in free work. I was doing a lot of free work for a lot of people, just hoping someday they'd remember me. And have they remembered you or have you carried on forging your path? So, so this is the beauty of it is my, my partner for my project, Boring Stone NFT. He has uh, for years thrown a, a LA blockchain summit. So the largest cryptocurrency conference, right? In 2016, when I started my YouTube channel, I emailed him and said, Hey, can I have a media pass? I have a YouTube channel, you know, long shot. I just didn't want to pay a few hundred bucks to go to a conference. I couldn't afford it, but I wanted to be there. And I thought maybe he'll let me in. And sure enough, he did. And I made content. He liked it. I was sitting in the front row of every speaker with my camera. Sorry, I had to cough. Um, 
And years later, you know, we stay in touch. I actually kept bugging him when the apes came out. Hey, buy an ape, buy an ape, buy an ape. He bought in his ape at four ether. Uh, so he was super stoked. And I, I just kept bugging him and we kept staying friends. And then all of a sudden one day he's like, Hey, what if, what about this? I have this idea. You want to do this with me? And now someone I like kind of begged for a free ticket so I could be in the thing that they were throwing has now allowed me to participate in a project that has changed the stars of my life, you know? And yeah, absolutely. It, it paid off. And how did that full idea of boring stone? Was that like a group chat for the boring stone? No. So Alon had already mocked up the Boeing Stone uh, with Punk Apestrong because Board Becky and I, when, when it got up to like a good amount of ether, he really considered selling it. And Board Becky and I, uh, Ashley, had a really in-depth conversation with them and explained like how we were both going to build out our brand for our ape and how we were going to make it something bigger than, our, than what it is. And in that moment, he just had his like epiphany, aha, uh-huh, and he created the boring stone NFT project, uh, just like a fun, playful thing. And then we started ideating over the phone and all of a sudden we're like, Oh, this is something really cool. And we just happened to be connected around the the blockchain community enough where we were able to execute at a ridiculously fast rate, something that was really of high value. And now I literally, before this was on a two hour meeting, we have meetings every week, multiple times when we're planning out, all kinds of cool stuff, figuring out what we can share, what we can deliver. And, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. So the the main thing in the short term is for anyone going to be at NYC NFT on November 2nd, uh, we will be hosting a mixer with the Fame Ladies Squad. Uh, and we will be posting that announcement later tonight. Ooh. <laughs> I think it's going to be a fire time for these projects as well. It's going to be very exciting to see a lot of people that me as well more ideas will come out of that as well so i i know um we've spoken briefly in the past about the night of which we were all ready to drink our serums yeah 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 that's funny that's a funny day that was actually a day where i was doing a spaces and we had done seven days of giving with the pork 1984 project so for every day I hosted a spaces where at the end of it, I gave away a pork, uh, an NFT. And that day, uh, you know, the apes like to keep us on our toes and they were just like, here it is. And I was in the middle of my spaces and it was so much text. I couldn't read it. And I just like, I, I ended my spaces abruptly. Hey guys, I got to go. And I hung up and then I started panicking cause I couldn't read. And I only had one ape and I assumed one M1 serum. And I was like, Oh, what do I do? Do I mutate it or what? I didn't, I didn't mutate, but I, I hit the mint button and I didn't realize that was going to take three ether out of my wallet. So I minted the beautiful uh, mutant you see in front of you on, on my PFP. Uh, I got lucky and got an M2 serum, uh, an M2 ape. It is pouring outside right now. I'm in my car. So I hope you guys can't hear that rain. Uh, and then I, I kind of understood what was happening. Uh, I didn't read still cause I didn't understand. I didn't have time. And I, I saw the clock counting down because it was a Dutch auction. So I, I minted another one and then another three ether disappeared. And I got lucky and got a second M2 mutant. Uh, and then I tried to do it for a third time and it was too late. And the gas had gone up to like $7,000. Uh, so stupidly, if I would have understood, I could have minted three at once. But I don't know if I would have gotten two M2s or these two beautiful ones that I have. So Luckily, now I still have my M1 serum and I still have my M2 mutants and 
pretty happy with my my little family of of uh, board apes. How, how, I mean, how do you think the process has changed now? Now we've gone from obviously the kind of what was uh, the the OG board apes, and now we've obviously grown at quite a, a large rate with a whole load of new members. How, how do you feel about that? I personally love it, right? Like, I mean, coming from a person who minted four and gave away three because he just wanted more people in the club, I have no problem with 10,000 more people in the club, uh, especially because they are tiered to a, to a way that makes sense. I love the mutant art. I think it's badass. Honestly, like, I, the resolution on the files is better. They're just all around, like, I like the vibrancy of the colors, to be honest with you. So, like, I almost bought your mutant ape. I was looking, I was eyeballing her on open seas for a while. And then the next thing I know you had her and I was like, dang, I didn't click, click fast enough. So. Yeah. I funny enough, you're the second, but there's somebody else as well. I can't remember who somebody literally said to me, I was thinking of spaces and somebody said, is that your mutant? And I'm like, yeah. And they went, Oh, I was going to buy that one. And I'm like, do you know what? It's so weird. It was like in that night of chaos, it was like hellish chickens for all of us. Why have we got a mint bun? Why have we got serums? Yeah, it was just, you couldn't get a sense out of any of us. So I think that will always go down in history as being one of the most fun nights in the NFT space that I've had so far. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the chaos that's created is such a fun chaos, such a fun experience. Like, I know a lot of people like myself really didn't know. Like, when we did that, when I did that minting, I didn't realize it's a public minting. I thought I was putting my M1 serum onto my ape. That's what I thought I was doing. <laughs> so luckily, I just happened to have enough ether where I could cover it and got lucky. I never have ether. So like it's worked out both times that I had my ape and my mutant that I just happened to have it. And do you think I was thinking about this last night and I caused myself to panic because I'm low on ETH right now. But I had a funny feeling last night. I'm like, we know that the founders like to surprise us. And I'm like, we've had dogs. That was a surprise um, kind of thing. And then we knew about the serums, but we didn't know about the mint. I have a weird feeling they're going to surprise us for Halloween, which which you would think that they wouldn't because there's so much other stuff going on with the yacht party and the warehouse party. But you know when you just feel something's going to happen? Yeah, I... I'm right now focused on the fact that I have to order a burger in two cars length and it is pouring and I have to put my window down and I'm like, how am I going to manage this? Guys, this is the reality of, of how fun the NFT world is. I wouldn't miss this for the world to hang out with Vicky and chat with you guys. But also, I didn't realize I'd worked a full 12 hour day without eating until I almost felt like I was going to pass out. No, you got got to get the food. You've got to have the energy as well. Well, like, this is the most addicting thing I've ever done in my life. And it is purely because every day I wake up pumped, I wake up excited, I look forward to everyone I'm going to engage with. Most everyone's positive or looking for inspiration. I don't really find many trolls in this space. And if we do, we can easily block them and, and move on with our with our happy crew of people. And in general, I look down at the spaces and I see people who are actually becoming my friends over the last years of engagement. So with that said, you know, um, this is the best addiction I've ever had. And the funniest thing is as well is that you were saying about trolls. The only troll I can ever think of in all the time that I've been kind of on spaces was ironically in your space when we were talking. Oh, yeah. That guy came up and cussed <laughs> me out and then Mama Bear stepped up and I was like, I love Vicky. 
I'm like, well, where did that come from? But that's weird. It's like in all that time, as you say, you kind of would think that maybe people, but maybe the, those kind of trolls are intimidated by seeing obviously a lot of ape pictures and a lot of kind of cartoon characters. So it, it may be intimidating for them because they don't know who they're trolling. So we can quite easily kind of come back at them, obviously, as a, as I did, I got very fired up because there's no need for it. But um, yeah, that was, that's yeah. We've been in plenty of spaces since then. I'm trying to order. I apologize. That's all right. And Chris, how was your weekend? Very good, thank you. Yeah, took a, a well-needed break. It's been about five days in total. Um, properly sort of i'll check twitter every now and then chat to you and a few others but yeah proper break didn't check floor prices didn't check anything um spent time with family friends it's been really good <clears throat> i would really recommend it um yeah. come back feeling fresh <clears throat> yeah. but yeah i'm looking no, forward really to good. five days off at some point i need i i i think that all of us deserve like a week break but i don't know how to do that I know, and there was things I missed, and there's things that you know I kind of thought, oh, I could have actually planned ahead for that, but it's there's it's just more important things in there, and I realised, like you were saying, you're in front of a computer, maybe you're locked in your room for hours on end, and without explaining it to family and friends, they don't really know, and I'm lucky that you know I've been like my immediate family that I live with have asked and they've they've been interested you know and i'll try and explain it but um i realized that they didn't actually get they weren't getting me on a day-to-day -day, so yeah i've kind of rethought how i'm going to approach approach the space now i think i i think can i share a very funny story that happened literally yesterday um my my girlfriend's mom and best friend who i would imagine are between 50 and 60 to to not be too specific uh we had a family dinner and i swear to god 2017 when i would talk about crypto and bitcoin they looked at me like i was crazy oh sure ha 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 you're making money oh that's cute isn't that cute he he made some money um that was the the tone of 2017 2018 now we flash forward to this dinner that we just had where they are both asking me uh, so can you explain, I've been trying to explain to my friend what NFTs are and what you do and, and, and all this. And, and we have this idea for an NFT that we'd like you to help us create. And oh my God, the, the dynamics have shifted so incredibly once people realize that there's money and they start to see that popular culture is talking about this a little bit more. They're hearing it on Fox News. They're hearing it on shows that relate to their day-to-day -day life. And they're going, oh shit, he actually isn't just dicking around in his room staring at his phone for 18 hours a day he's actually working you know and it, it's the funniest thing to me because i was sitting there having a glass of whiskey just smiling enjoying the hell out of that moment like oh this is sweet this is a sweet moment for me it's it's worth waiting for that kind of like four years of people looking at you like you're talking a different language that's exactly it and it's such a gratifying moment because there's no like, let's be real. The work's not over. We're just barely at the beginning of how hard everything's going to get as long as we're continuing to try to grow things in the space. But in terms of, like, validation for yourself, because uh, everyone wants that, especially from people they care about, right? Like, don't you want your family to go, like, oh, he is working hard or she is working hard versus, like, 
what are you doing all day? Just smoking weed in your room? <laughs> like, yeah, this is I don't why, think people understand it. This is why I've started my own company, guys. I do not take meetings unless I can bring my bong to the meeting because it is my meeting. Is that in your, t- is that in your smart contract? Yeah, exactly. It's part, it's part of my identity and my brand, so I can't mess with that. Unfortunately, guys, it's in the clause. So I know that Chris normally has questions in there. Have you have you got any Chris, uh, questions, Chris? Yeah, I've got a few. I was looking forward to speaking to Baron. Um, <laughs> I think we've connected over DMs, but not actually spoke like this. So it's it's uh, nice to finally meet you, or half meet you. Um, uh, I wanted to ask, and for those that are down in the audience that might not know and will listen on Spotify, to just explain your YouTube channel, how long you've had it, um just give us kind of the rough overview you know how often are the episodes what's the topics and what you plan to do with it going forward because i I really enjoy it appreciate it man so i i've had a crypto channel uh type in the hustle house into anything in the in the internet and you'll most likely find either my youtube or whatever uh any of those socials uh but it's it started as a cryptocurrency channel it's evolved into for a while, like culture and sports uh, gear. Cause I'm really a shoe addict, uh, a sneaker head, some might call it. Uh, and so I was trying to figure out how to mix technology and sneaker and culture all together. And then kind of like uh, one day, all of a sudden NFTs appeared and it sidetracked me because that was exactly uh, culture, technology and art mixed together. And that was everything I'd ever wanted. And, now I've been making shows, uh, trying to help people understand that, doing some review projects. Started a show called The Boring Show, where I interview uh, a lot of really cool apes in the space. I think I'm up to 20 episodes aired, and I have 22 uh, two episodes being edited uh, right now. But uh, there, there's a, a big pivot for me because I've been doing so many spaces, and with my own sh- uh, project, we're actually going to start hosting weekly spaces three times a week. Uh, I, I don't want to announce the times or dates just yet, but it's going to be a consistent show with guests. Uh, I have four amazing guests lined up for the first few guests already, and we're going to do musical performances and really cool hangouts and just more community in, engagement. Uh, simultaneously, I'm trying to bring more people into the YouTube channel. So I'm looking to get correspondence, looking to find people who want to grow their own following with me. Uh, and looking for journalists and, and people who are engaging in the space, people who are brand new and just want to share their thoughts and opinions. Like I'm looking to bring other people onto the, the hustle house YouTube show, uh, so they could grow that and, and have fun with it. Because to be honest with you, there's not enough time for all of the ideas I have, and I might as well let people use my platform so they can help grow the NFT community. Uh, this platform has become much bigger than, than I ever thought it would be for, for the vehicle that it is. So now the time is to level it up and let more people figure out a way to help themselves and, and the community at large. Yeah, this is it's actually one of the biggest things that I've realized in probably the last week is that apes, as opposed to punks, um, purely because of the IP. And I think once you've realized it, like you said, I, I didn't realize the IP until you start getting you know asked if you can... If, if someone can use your ape and then we had a uh, crypto painter on and he was really good at explaining, you know, just how powerful that is potentially. 
um, which is lucky for someone like me because, you know, it, I could have very easily just said, oh, yeah, yeah, just use it, it's fine. Um, but then you realise that, as you said, everyone's helping each other level up. So I feel like in the real world, this just what would maybe take 10 years might take a year where we all kind of just we're all pushing each other at the same time and by definition we just accelerate the board apes alongside obviously whatever the founders are doing behind the scenes which i mean that just i know you can't second guess them but whatever it is i'm just i just i get so excited at what it could potentially be I, I think yeah. the thing that I dig the most is, you know, a lot of us always hear that that phrase in the space, like rising tide lifts all boats. I, I think that something I heard the other day is like, I just want all my homies to eat. And really, at the end of the day, like I'm trying to hire my friends. I'm trying to help people that I've been, uh, you know, engaged with and respect for a long time. Find find a, a way to maximize their reach and have a have a different opportunity in life than they didn't realize was available to them because a lot of people understand NFTs are cool, but they don't know how to monetize them or they don't know how to like engage in a community. And I, I tell this to people all the time who are trying to sell their art. Like imagine that you're, you're a painter and you go out on your front yard and you yell like, Hey, painting for sale. That's only going to reach your neighbors. And eventually it's going to annoy those few people. Right. So you need to figure out how do you, how do you make your voice go further? And that's what this community about is all about is like, how can we help? like for example you and vicky hosting this this could become one of the coolest long-term things that i always look forward to on mondays just because you guys were clever enough to put it in action and execute yeah 100 percent. and uh i always like to ask each guest if you could keep one nft or just one project um if you had to choose and all the rest disappear which one would you keep and why I mean, I'm going to be real, like, egocentric here and say that the boring stone covers with my ape that's holding my Zongbong on it is the most important thing that's ever happened to the NFT community. Uh, that's not true at all. But, God, I love the fact that people are collecting my bored ape holding a bong that I use in real life. That is so fucking hilarious and cool to me. Uh, and then the things that we plan on doing behind it, I'm hoping will create extra value. But just from art's sake, bro, like, I think that's the coolest thing in the world is that people are collecting NFTs with my ape on it with a reflection of me as an individual person through that lens. Uh, it's a matter of mixing that that really blue chip thing with a part of my soul and then distributing it to people. And, and I love that. That's easily the best answer so far. And you didn't hesitate. I love that. Did you Thank see you, the graphics for that or did it just arrive and then you saw obviously yourself with a bong and then just roared with laughter or did you say that's what how I want it to look? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a very... Uh, tactical move by himself. as I practice creating the character of who Jason the ape is and with repetition you come to understand that Jason the ape is a lover of art 
and a lover of marijuana. I think we're losing you. And that was part of of why I had to Am I getting rugged? A little bit. <laughs> can, you, can you hear me now? That's a little bit better. So you said about having the character, why you had the character built. Yeah, I asked I asked for the bong uh, in my hands because that's kind of like how I've built out my character through my show, saying like I'm a lover of art, I'm a lover of meeting random people and conversing, and I'm a lover of weed. Have I cut out completely? No, we got you back. Okay, cool. So anyways, that, no. that's a silly part of it, but I mean, I'm entirely just a silly person, so... I think I think that's the whole thing that a lot of people obviously are not necessarily thinking about how serious or how important mental health is because it can be an all addicting passion, especially because some of us are so passionate about it. And how are you looking after your mental health or at the moment? Or are you letting it run you for the minute until you have to say like today, I need to stop? I run it into the ground and uh, I, I constantly am being told by the people that love me to take a break and to take some time off. Like, I think I might have a broken. And, uh, I can't stop typing and tweeting. I'm guessing you said broken rib basketball. No. Oh, thank you. I said that uh, I think I broke my wrist playing basketball last week and I still haven't uh, taken any time to let it heal because I got to keep tweeting, I got to keep typing, I got to keep using my hands. So, like, I'm definitely the kind of person where as, I, uh, as I'm working hard... Well, thanks so much. As I'm, yeah, dude, you got to eat, you know. Uh, as I'm working hard, I forget to take care of my body. As you can see, it's 5.30 p.m. and I'm just eating my first thing today. And, of course, one the all-important question, did you win the basketball? Oh, uh, in my um, – hmm, no. Uh, we lost all three games. <laughs> but we look good. Oh, no. We look really good, you know. To be honest with you guys, I'm almost 40, and I went out there with about 30 minutes of practice two days before and went as hard as I could when I was 18. So, uh, bad idea. <laughs> And how did you feel after the match is finished? Vicky, what day is it today? Tuesday, Monday? I'm still hurting. I'm still hurting. I'm still hurt from from basketball last Saturday. See, see the, the amount that we all give to the community with the different things that we come up with. We come up with all these crazy ideas. And I, I've long since learned that some of the crazy ideas is that I now run them past Rob before I tell anybody else because then he'll be the kind of yin and yang. He'll tell me all the things I didn't think about that could possibly go wrong. Can I can I just tell you how, how foolish I am and that I don't look out for my own health? I helped put together uh, Josh and Peter Fang with Round 21 wearables to create the environment for that event. Uh, after the second uh, Board Ape Venice meetup, when we were all hanging out socializing, I was down in the bar uh, kind of talking shit to some people like, hey, Venice is out there. Why don't we start a three-on-three basketball tournament since they just dropped the basketballs? 
Uh, and I was just like, yeah, I got a squad. We're good. We'll play. We'll kick anyone's ass. We lost all three games, but at least we did it looking good. Definitely. And at least you turned up as well because you could have just said that and then go, oh, sorry, I'm really busy right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I always show up no matter what. I might die on the court, but I'll be there. <laughs> and and the other thing is, as well, is that in amongst all of that, what point did you, did you decide that, obviously, whenever you go to certain meetups, you're going to have pink hair? Oh, man, I did it for the very first meetup, and I just, I've had the best luck in my life ever since then, so I can't not do it anymore. Because now you realize, obviously, you started a trend. Yeah, I noticed you're dying your hair pink too, right? Yep. <laughs> I've only yeah, just seen that, else. Vicky. I've only just seen that. <laughs> it looks great. Well, I know that, like, kind of additions of wigs and stuff like that, they just get irritating, get wigs, and I'm like, you know what? There's, like... After Rob shaving his, his hair off and being bald, I'm like, well, maybe I'll just hit the pink hair for now. Yeah, this is this is our slogan as we go forward. Pink hair, don't care. <laughs> yeah, because you might, you might, can you imagine if, like, I don't know, it's like 30% of the people at NFT NYC turn out with pink hair. Who's going to look the fools then? All the normies, they're going to look like normies, the rest of the people. Yeah. Oh, you normies out there. <laughs> <laughs> You noise, you haven't even dressed appropriately. We're all wearing pink hair. I honestly, I, I love the fact that one time uh, somebody told me that when you dye your hair, you're you're joining your tribe. And uh, someone kind of jokingly said I was leaning into my truest self. But there's something about dyeing your hair a drastic color that really does give you a sense of freedom. Because when you approach people, I guarantee you, Vicky, the first week people like look at you, you're going to be able to tell everything they're thinking in their eyes. They're going to look at you and, and they're going to drop their poker hand, you know. And it's it's interesting the first week, too, because you kind of forget you have pink hair and you're like, why is everyone looking at me all weird? Well, I don't really have that because most people tend to look at me and run away. So it's not really – if they stop and talk to me, I might be more scared. So – so if you were coming to NFT NYC, Chris, would you dye your hair pink? I was just thinking that, and I probably would. I used to dye it when I was for every New Year's Eve. I used to <laughs> I used to dye it orange and then put black spots in it like a leopard. It's just stupid, so stupid. But um, well, I know Rob's listening as well. He used to have orange tips on his hair. So no, I, I need to see theme. this. There is a theme going on here. No, I would. If it if it allowed me to come to NFT NYC, I would, because um, it is like even the build up has been. You can just you can just feel it. You can sense it. Yeah. Everyone since about April, in the space on NFT Twitter is just going to be coming together and, and connecting. And yeah, I hope you have a really good time. Actually. <laughs> I actually went to New York like two or three weeks ago to kind of like scout out a location for the uh, Deadheads event that we're helping throw on November 1st, but also kind of wanted to gauge where the venue is and see where it is and everything. And I'm glad they expanded to more venue uh, spaces because I did not understand logistically how they were going to shove all those people with, with, you know, the times that we're in into such a small space. 
so now now seeing that there's ultimate uh ultimately multiple venues where we can kind of bounce around and see what we're into and all these side parties this is going to be a fantastic opportunity to to network to engage and, and to see some cool stuff hopefully and have you got a qr shirt a qr code on your shirt yet I honestly, that's a good idea. I've been making a lot of cool shirts just to give away to people and really hadn't thought about what I was going to be wearing. It's starting to plan. I know Spotty's doing some events as well. And obviously I missed kind of got the tail end of that yesterday. So um, it's going to be quite exciting really seeing all the different kind of promos and all the things up in Times Square. I think I'm going to be taking a lot of photos Oh, yeah. And Spotty's performance yesterday was amazing. I don't know if you caught it, but um, after his performance, he joined us uh, with the Boring Stone NFT project, and we hung out in the spaces and got to ask him, like, what is it like to perform in the metaverse, you know? And what is it like to... to... This is his second uh, metaverse performance now, and uh, just kind of understanding what that process is like is, is kind of surreal because it's so brand new, and, and he's at the forefront of what's happening now. Yeah. And especially meeting him, I have no doubt that we'll we'll kind of meet in person. And I think that's going to be when you're used to hearing someone's voice all the time. Um, and also there's certain people within the community that you see how hard they're working. And, you know, you, you, there's, there's people and everyone's got like a top 10 list of people that they want to meet that they haven't met yet. So if you've got people, is it like, say, how many people have you got that are really on your list that you've never met before that you really want to kind of... Sure. Me. It's just you, Vicky. Just you. <laughs> like I, honest to God, I've been. A, I, I know that sounded horribly creepy, didn't it? Just I've been waiting. <laughs> no, like I, I've been around since 2016, guys. So I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of people in real life, and uh, I've had a lot of opportunities to to zoom with people and do all this. So, like, I honestly, I feel very blessed for that, but. There's not a lot of people I'm, I'm like, oh, this will be the first time. I'm actually looking forward to reconnecting with people. That's what I'm excited about is like, oh, it's been a while since we've had a beer together. This is going to be great. Vicky, I'm not sure you realize how swamped you're going to be. I don't think you quite know. I don't think Yeah, so. that pink hair just made you uh, like, yeah, you're going to have a good time. As far as being doxxed <laughs> and known, I don't think there's anyone that comes close. <laughs> I think after the dance video, everybody knew I was doxxed anyway. But uh, yeah, it's gonna. I guess it'll be quite. So this is this is what we tell everyone, Vicky. When they ask, you're gonna tell them you're Jason the Ape, and I'm gonna say I'm Vicky. You're Vicky on the weekends. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll just be like, pink hair, don't care, and we move on. Oh, Rob, yeah, Rob well, can be anyone. Yeah, you can. You can just... Rob, will you will you be there as well? Because I would love to meet you as well, man. We are planning it. It's not guaranteed yet. There's a lot of uh, contingencies based around uh, little people, little pets, and uh, other aspects to it. But we'll, we'll try. It may be for two, two, three days, but maybe that be it. Nice. Yeah, the logistics is the hard part for everyone. Like, I know one of my best friends is trying to come, but not sure if it's worth it to come on such short notice and whatnot. Like, I booked my 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 whole everything probably like two months ago when I when I first found out about this. Yeah, I mean, it's ended out like as well because a lot of us have obviously other businesses as well. So it kind of means that 
realistically, as we discussed, is that to, to make it kind of uh, work, obviously, to close the business for five days right. is quite tough. You're telling me you're an actually like an actual an adult with an actual job besides NFTs. How do you do that? Uh, well, in winter season we're in now, we're open six days a week. So I work six days a week. In summer season, both of us work seven days a week. So that will show you the level of passion we have around uh, Web 3.0, community, uh, NFTs. Uh, I would not do anywhere near, and I know Rob's the same, the amount of hours that I put in if I wasn't kind of just once Gary opened that kind of Pandora's box of NFTs and then I kind of stepped through those magic doors, I knew, and Rob could see from my behavior, nothing was ever going to be the same again. I love that. That was a day everything changed. Yeah, it, because you just see another side of, of, a, of a community and things that it, it's just crazy to say, you know, you hear people say, well, you, you could you can make money selling cartoon characters on, on like digital. And it sounds digital asset investor sounds so bizarre. You know, what do you do? Um, and. I said to uh, the woman who did my hair last week, she said, what are you going to the conference for? And it was just such a strange conversation um, because I said I buy JPEGs and it, I blurted and I regretted blurting because she just looked at me like this woman needs to be sectioned. Like, what do you mean you buy JPEGs? Do you tell and even Rob said to me, why didn't you just say... No, I'm not. I had someone actually say to me the other day, uh, I was introduced by somebody to, to meet me and th that I was an expert and I could not stop laughing. I said, I'm so sorry. I was literally, I was almost borderline hysterical. I went, <laughs> I don't even want to swear, but I am not an expert. I said, I'm a student. You know, I've been around since May and I'm just learning and I'm, I'm hungry to learn like everybody else. And um, what I would say and interject, and I don't do this very often because it is recorded, <laughs> is from my perspective, Vicid is a very big influencer. 100%. Happy wife, happy life. Exactly. I'm talking at home, not online. Yes, we know. Oh, dear. Any more questions for Baron, Chris? Well, we've got, we've got him for another nine minutes in between burgers. No, I finally got yeah, home. Definitely. Getting a burger took an hour. That was crazy. I was going to ask, what did you order? <laughs> I, got, I got a wet in and out. Can I tell you the funniest part about me ordering in the rain? The second I moved forward, the rain stopped. Perfect. Of course it did. <laughs> I'm hungry now. Do you mind if I ask a question? You may. Baron, I, I followed you from the point that we've been involved and I love everything you do. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away by how much energy you have. So my question for you is, what do you see or how do you see yourself growing in the next year? Where do you plan to be? Um, God, that's, that's the most difficult question for a person like me because I can't imagine like 10 minutes from now and I don't remember yesterday. So... I will be wherever I'm supposed to be. And I think that's what I see in you. You're, you're, you're like a kite. You, you're not sure which way the wind's going to take you. And you're, you're all over the place in regards to in this space, that space, this project, that project, but you handle it so well 
has thank you bro that been natural for you or is it is it just been a growing process i think i'm naturally like this like i've always wanted to do things differently i hated working for people i hated being an employee i, I hated the concept of like having to do what other people told me the idea of asking people for my own time seemed absurd you know so i've just kind of always had this idea that like i was going to do my own thing eventually and I just kept doing it until it became a reality. Um, growing forward, like, what do I, I, I always say this, and I do know this, what do I want my legacy to be once I'm done in the NFT space? Like, I want to be known for onboarding one of the largest amount of artists ever. And that's what I do often. Like, I, if you look at my NFT collection, I've done a lot of uh, things where I let people take my ape make variants of it and then I sell it and, and split it with them. And that might not sound like to a, a lot to someone in a first world country, but imagine uh, someone who isn't as privileged as we are, th that point one ether could be enough to change their life for a few months, you know, or, or whatever it might be. So that's kind of what I focus and build my time around is like, how can I help more people uh, create art and then sell it or create value and then monetize it? Because I kind of figured out how to do it. So I want to help other people do it while I have a little bit of a voice where people listen. Just quickly, Baron, how many of your uh, skills before working in the space have you transferred into so it and I, how much have you kind of winged? But like I have a master's in design. Uh, I spent probably 15 years of my life in art school, college. I, I got my master's from Florence Design Academy. So like I've always been into art. I've always been into technology. I think it was beneficial. I'm starting to realize all those years I was working at Apple, teaching people how all they needed was a device to change their life forever. And eventually I went, wow, I've taught so many people how to do this. Why don't I just do it? Yeah. And I resonate with bringing artists into the space. I'm very keen on onboarding people just in general. Um, and I'm hoping, obviously, with <clears throat> Coinbase and new platforms, it's going to be easier because I don't know about you, but when friends start to take notice and realize the potential and you say, well, okay, well, set up a Coinbase exchange, MetaMask, and then I'll walk you through the next bit, the vast majority don't actually get, get, get to that stage um, for whatever reason. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about onboarding just mass adoption, essentially. I, I really think that like a lot of it comes down to how dedicated are people, right? Because a lot of people, I'll tell you right now, a lot of artists will come in here and go like, oh, I heard people are doing this and making money. I'm an artist. Uh, people are like, I'm really famous already. They should just buy it. And that's like the most uh, dismissive thing you could do to the NFT community because we're built different. It, it's a matter of like combining all these things uh, with empathy and, and success together to help other people thrive, you know? So onboarding the artist is, is uh, an important experience so that you can kind of show people what it is like to participate. And like my friends always tell me is like, am I trying to fish or am I trying to teach people to fish? And at this point, like I've done enough fishing that now I want to start teaching people how to fish. Yeah, exactly. And I was very keen at the beginning, like you were saying, I want all my friends to eat as well. Um, and I remember saying, I've, you know, I've seen it with V friends. That was my first one. I was like, look, it, you know, this could, there could be something here. You see the appreciation quite quickly. I saw the apes and I thought, hmm, maybe 
told some friends they didn't do it then they saw what happened with apes and then they're you know they're asking for the next apes and it's it's difficult it's basically just time spent in the space isn't it and it's just no even know, with networking that, it's all just getting it, it's a lot of it is just getting lucky right because uh i i talk to d-rock every once in a while and uh, we talk about nfts in the past and crypto and when B friends came out, he told me, come in the, come in the discord. We haven't launched yet. We're kind of in our beta. We're getting people to test it out and see what the vibes like. And I kind of went in there and I didn't like how people didn't really understand what they were doing. And I kind of, in my mind was like, Oh, Gary Vee's doing this. And I put all these assumptions in the wrong place and didn't understand. And I never bought a V friends. And now I'm like, damn, I really wish I could have bought a lot at the beginning uh, because they kind of explained to me like what it was going to be about. And I just didn't see the value in it. The same way that I was invited to NBA Top Shot to be a beta platform tester at the beginning, I didn't see the value in it. I thought it was dumb. So, like, you don't always know what you're getting into. You can just do your best. And if you like it and it hits, then you're cool, right? Like, fantastic. If you like it and it doesn't hit, doesn't matter. You liked it. Yeah, I think that gut instinct, when you follow your gut instinct, and I think very much with the serendipity, you'll, you will all end up where we're meant to end up. And obviously, uh, we appreciate all the work that you're putting into the community as well. And, and obviously, we move towards Halloween week and NFT NYC, the Pink Club will be together. Maybe we'll get Rob to go pink as well. Yeah, I love it. Pink Club. I just yelled out Pink Club in the living room. That's funny. What would be the or the pink the pink homies club? Ooh, I think Sarah Stargirl will be there too, and she's part of the 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 pink club founder. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be amazing. So thank you very much for your time. This is episode six of Mutant Monday with Baron von Hustle. Uh, previous episodes can be found on Apple and Spotify. And good news and bad news. Obviously, you'll get to hear this episode uploaded next week. We will not have an episode because we will be in NYC and Monday is a Gary V and Jimmy day. So um, we'll be taking a break, which also means Chris gets to have an early night and he doesn't have to stay up to the ungodly hours. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Apes <laughs> are the, the same group that organized the London BAYC meetup. We're going to do another one during um, Ape Fest slash NFT NYC. So that's that's uh, something at least perfect it's great it's great to see great things happen in the bayc and the mayc community so thank you everyone have a good evening and we will catch up with you soon